Heaven snow. I hate snow so much. <laughs> snow has nothing to do with heaven. Snow is to do with hell. It looks pretty, but it if you does. actually have to be involved with it, you don't want to like hell. Actually. This is going to be... I think you'll find that snow is so unlike hell that there's a little aphorism to go with that. Mm. That's just put there by the devil to confuse us. I see. This is what Surrender is going to be like. You're going to say something and I'm going to go... Uh, uh, uh. Oh yeah, because I'm looking out the window at all the snow it's falling down. so awful. You're wretched. Um, Can I tell you how bad the weather forecasters are? Yeah, well, let's first say this is Rum oh, Doings yeah, episode two hundred and fifty-nine at Rum Doings podcast at rumdoings dot com, as Daniel did last time, and notice he hasn't gotten back to us, so perhaps um, we, kill, we killed him in the last episode. Um, the topic today is why do we just stop having wars after all? Ah. Mm. So tell me about the brilliance of the tea leaf readers, otherwise known as uh, weather forecasters. It it would be like if. Every television channel, every half hour, had someone come on screen and do some astrology. <laughs> it's true. Except that would probably be more accurate because uh, <laughs> because uh, at least somebody there probably will have a day that they represent. Yeah. Whereas with weather forecasting, it, when they get it wrong, it's like nobody will experience that. They can't Actually, even no, astrology achieve barn and weather. Wrong. Yeah. It's, uh, we were told that it would snow at five o'clock they were absolutely insistent it would snow at five o'clock and then when five o'clock came around they were so determined that it would snowing at five o'clock that they reported that it was snowing at five <laughs> o'clock and at six and at seven and at eight none of these times it was snowing but the forecast persistently demanded that it was uh-huh. it started snowing around nine uh-huh. um and then it was due to stop at six o'clock this morning absolutely flat out no chance of snow after six really yes. persistent it's like, it's really, really snowing outside, and the time right now is 9.26. Did they admit their mistake and resign from Parliament? Well, what they do, instead of admitting their mistakes, is they just constantly change what they're pretending they're forecasting. I'd love it if they had to have a thing by law that said, here's what we said was going to happen yesterday, and here's what we're saying now. And everyone could just look and go, oh, okay, I don't need to look at this, this is nonsense. I mean, we talked about this about, so five, many times. about five years ago, and I remember we got attacked about it. Uh, People are as passionate. If, if we talked about how, um, oh, what's that ridiculous thing where you poke people's feet? Um, that's the Cream Teas for Paedophiles charity. That's right. Yeah. Um, people, you know, anything, any woo science. Reflexology. Yeah, reflexology. That's what the chiropractory. That's the other one. <laughs> yeah. Um, people get very, very animated about this. Yes. And they, but for, and I understand that if you've got a sore neck and you went to a chiropractor and all every bit of placebo did the job for you, and they you just happened to, to do, it. and they happened to do some massage that worked because it's massage. Yeah. Or yeah. yeah, they just make you know. Um, here's my thing about massage. I want there to be a place that does massages, uh-huh. and the advert says. Massages don't do you any good, but they feel nice at the time. P.S. We're not a brothel. <laughs> That's all I want a massage place to say. <laughs> that would make life yeah. so much easier. Um, anyway, uh, but so people defend weather with the same blind faith and passion. Yes. And uh, it's silly. And, and people, I remember when they attacked us. That we actually five years ago we we actually collected all the stats. We actually did a deep dive. I can't remember which episode it is. I'm afraid you're going to have to listen to every single episode to find out. And we actually looked at the stats, and the yeah. stats were, in many areas, they were worse than if you'd have tossed a coin to say what the weather would be like the next day. It was 
below 50% likelihood. It, it was, it was, it was like, it was dowsing level, um, yeah. patheticness. And the only reason that it ever gained anything beyond that was when it was obvious, like, oh, it's winter, it's cold, so it's likely to be cold tomorrow. But precise forecasts almost, were almost never true. And, and the other thing is their expected standards are so low. So the Met Office says that if they hit a 60% success rate for predicting rain, they call that a win. That's <laughs> barely better than a coin toss. Yes. For somebody that has that has the ultimate computer. That was the name of a Star Trek episode. <laughs> I mean, You're the, the, the amount nerd. of money that's spent in all this nonsense is, is what's annoying about it. Because it's actually, for the amount of money that's spent for this tea leaf reading versus what you get out of the tea leaf reading, I think it's probably the least value soothsaying in yes, any absolutely. circus. It's It's pathetic. And, the, and yet there's no one calling it out, at least with homeopathy, even if there are... The NHS is finally closing down all its, uh, its homeopathic hospitals. Prince Charles is very upset about that. I'm sure he is. Mm. But at least there are, you know, swathes of people speaking out against it. There's, I'm the only one <laughs> speaking out against the weather forecasting. Yes. A, low, a lonely voice in the wind. Here's the thing. Here's my conspiracy theory. If you go to the Met Office... Yeah. There's this whole facade of rooms filled with computers and people pretending to be clicking on the screens. Yes. Uh, they're probably all just tapping away on the keyboard. It's probably, it sounds like this when you go in there because yeah. none of them uses a mouse like in a movie. <laughs> yes. Because um, they're all pretending to use their computers. Yes. But then if you go through the small unmarked door at the back, you uh-huh. enter a little dark room with uh-huh. a window and you open that window there's a bit of seaweed dangling out. <laughs> That's from where all their weather forecasts actually yes. come. And somebody, and every half an hour, somebody puts their hand out of the window, palm up. And if it gets a bit wet, they say it's raining. That's right. Mm. And if it looks a bit, oh, it looks a bit cloudy. It's probably going to rain in a bit. Partly cloudy and some chance of sun later on today with possible rain or snow. Now, let's not be sensible. Let's not be sensible. Yes, that's the policy. But let's not be too silly. That they, I mean, they can what broadly predict that it's going to be a sunny yeah. day or a rainy day. As can anybody. You can see by clouds coming on the, on the map. And knowing it's winter. Yes. 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 What we're saying is we want be- forecasts that are better than Toby could give with his eyes. I th- and I think they probably could do them if they would just drop this, the, the lying. So it's yeah. the certainty that's the issue. Now, when you watch the weather in America... Yeah, they say there's a seventy percent chance of rain, and you go, "Oh, okay, it's that's more than likely." I'll take mm. an umbrella. Well, you shouldn't take an umbrella because obviously you're not a murderer. <laughs> um, but you know, I'll wear a hat. Uh, mm. Whereas, and if it said it's a forty percent chance of rain, you know, you've got to weigh up your odds. Mm. That's that's the right way. They don't pretend they know if it's going to rain or not. Yeah. They say, "Well, it could rain, and here's the chances." But in the UK, they just lie. They just pretend they know. So everything is a hundred percent. So of course. They're wrong all the time. Um, people will attack you because I think they do say likelihood of rain at blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, they don't. They absolutely don't. And the other thing is, if you look on an app or anything, it doesn't give you a percentage chance. It just says, it is snowing right now. And you look out the window at the blazing sunshine, people getting tans in their gardens. Yes. But not being able to get the weather right now right is pretty spectacular, I think. Like, they, that they, are, they are behind even being able to look out the window. <laughs> yes. Well, remember, we said every half an hour, so they haven't had their half hour put their hand out the window, have they? Yeah. And it's awfully cold at the moment. You don't want to put your hand out the window. No. 
I hate snow so much. It's why do you hate it? It just bungs everything up. I like the look of it, but yes, I mean, I I've got a mug over here from the Bahamas. It's got like a picture of the Bahamas Sea on it and a, and a conch shell. And I noticed it was between twenty and twenty-five degrees there today. I prefer to be there. Oh, awful! Yeah. Yes, but Nick, snow is toys that are free and fall from the sky. Yes, that is true. Correctly said, That's squeaky voice person. Exactly as you say it. I've just sent you a link on Mumble to look at of what I did this morning. What did you do this morning? Well, you have a look on your little link there. My little link. Well, I know what you did this morning because you've been telling everybody on Twitter, haven't you? Oh, I don't know if you. You created a a snowman lying in front of your car, hands yep. up, as if he is about to be knocked over. Is it that he's calling? No, he's been for knocked over. Look at his eyes. Look at his eyes. He's already dead, is he? He's got crosses for eyes. There's and only crosses one mean dead. From that. Yeah, yeah. He's Cross- been hit by a car. Oh, he's been hit. You should yeah. have put him under the wheel then. So with the wheel going into him with blood coming out. Well, I normally Try do again. blood. Try I normally again. do blood. But no. this year, not good this enough. Year I didn't. Not good enough. Well, have a look at. Uh, I'm going to link these in the post, so it's not just. No, you won't. I won't. But I, yeah. I'll imagine. I'm pretending I'm going to. Look at that one's got some blood. Look at that one. Uh, is this from previous years? Yeah, yeah that's, that's better. The yeah, that's when I didn't have a four-year-old watching what I was doing. So what? You, well, you think he'll be too scared if you put a bit of blood on it? Well, I think it will be upsetting. He's <sighs> just such a namby pamby. Yep. Oh, talking about Nambi Pambi uh, and toxic masculinity and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm banning that phrase, toxic masculinity or anything like that. I'm banning the phrase. And I notice how, well, let's look at it this way. Anything that's considered a problem with, with the expression of masculinity is toxic masculinity and so on. And it's called out on the news or via Gillette advert or whatever. Um, I, I just happened to be on the BBC News page today, and I noticed baby found abandoned in freezing park. Mm-hmm. And the and the subheading is police are increasingly concerned for the woman's welfare after the newborn was abandoned in East London in yes. a freezing park. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, notice how that's framed. Poor woman, she's probably suffering from some weird mental thing. Um, we're we're really concerned about her. You know. Blah, blah, blah. It, uh, you could easily reframe that as another example of toxic femininity. Uh, she, abandoning, killing, possibly killing her baby. Are you, re- are you hashtag not all menning us at the moment, Nick? No, what I'm doing is I think that any generalization of a particular set of tropes is not helpful, whether it is from the right, where it's called racism, or whether it's from the left, where you have this this uh, bizarre requirement that there be no specific entity that's called masculinity or femininity. It's all culture, but however, you can be absolutely sure that there is a toxic masculinity, but there's no such thing as toxic femininity, even though it's both culture. I think it is a dangerous, stupid generalization, and the way that little boys in particular are being shamed because they happen to be rambunctious or want to do rough and tumble or whatever um, and told to be more like girls, I think is actually, and I think psych- some psychiatrists agree with this, is actually quite damaging. And there, and, that, and, and there are increasing problems with boys at school because of this. So I'm going to ban the phrase toxic 
masculinity in the same way that, you know, people in previous generations would call out gays as having, oh, yes, the homosexuality, there's something quite toxic about it, uh, unless it's very carefully normalized. I think it, I is, feel like- I think it is very problematic to, to call something that may or may not be inherent, may be a natural drive or not, and then to immediately problematize it like that, rather than saying, you act as if you want to act, cares how to do it in a way that's respectful and part of our normal civilized norms. Without but, trying, without labelling. Stop speaking. You stop, stop mansplaining to me, John, and stop interrupting me. But you are, you are inventing your own wrong version of the interpretation of the phrase, and then condemning no, I'm not. the use of it. Yes, of course you are. What do you I've think about people like too many times? Oh, bloody hell! What about people like Richard Spencer? What about incels? What about the whole male rights activist movement? That is them. toxic masculinity. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Oh, yes, it is. No, it isn't. John, any more than um, horrible third wave feminist nonsense is toxic femininity. I won't call that either. Well, it I sounds w- like you're quite happy to. You just don't want to call one because no one's calling the other. No, I'm, I'm saying I'm not going to call either. I'm going to say that there are some individuals who behave despicably, sometimes because of some inherent mental issue and sometimes because of other issues. That's it. Stop. Stop this labeling nonsense. Stop it now. So you, the, the, everyone involved in the incel movement, you, you don't want to say categorise that as a, a bad example of, of, of male behaviour. No, I don't. No. Okay, that's good. That's clever, no, I don't. I don't. I do not. I do not categorise that as a bad example of male behaviour. Do you? Do you? Do you, John? I don't understand your on, argument. Just a second, down, John. I'm quite happy just, to label bad arguments of female behaviour. John, just be very uh-huh. careful now. So, so as it happens to be. The uh, the amount of uh, the amount of rape in the black community is significantly higher than in the white community. Is right. that a is that a bad example of black behaviour? Is that a bad toxic... example of what you cut out? A bad example of what behaviour? Black behaviour is that toxic blackness? Is it? No, nope, it's not. You're right. You're right. Okay, so stop your nonsense right now. <laughs> Fair enough. You win. I do win. Okay. Um, but snow is still terrible. It's not, and it's lovely because it's uh-huh. pretty and it's fun to play in, and it's uh, it makes everything different for the day, and it's special. If it did this for weeks a year, it would become very tiresome. Or alternatively, we'd have an infrastructure that could cope with it. What's the threshold? Two How days. Many days. Two, Two days, days of snow. Okay. What about a week of snow? That is, it's it would be very tiresome by the third fourth day. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, we then have to actually get some infrastructure. Well, exactly. If we had an infrastructure that could cope with it, if the road still worked and the and the schools and shops were open, then that it would it would be lovely. But it, in this country, that's not the case because it so infrequently snows. It would be I get so cross with everyone saying, "Oh, why can't we cope with a little bit of snow?" Because it happens once every few years, and if we for two days, and if we built an infrastructure that copes with that, we'd waste billion, literally billions of pounds mm. on it. By the way, um, I want some kudos for having predicted exactly what would happen in Parliament with regard to Theresa May. You did? You got that right? I said some, they'd they'd all be pusillanimous, they'd vote for a a fudge that didn't actually exist, and the thing would be rebranded even though nothing would happen, but because they are cowards and they didn't Uh want to be the ones out, they play the game chicken and they would just go for the fudge. We we have a pathetic Parliament, John. You need to get rid of it. I'll I'll have it gone by the morning. What's Rhys Mogg asking for these days? I mean, he's your MP, so you attention, know. I believe. No, but what is what's his plan? What does he want? He wants no deal. That's what the whole um, what are they called the ERG or whatever they're called. Yeah. 
they want no deal because they know that's going to be the best for their overseas fortunes. Yeah, I want it's no deal It's not a conspiracy well. theory, just go look where their money is. Yeah, I want no deal too. Yes, I know you reason. want it because you yeah. want to punish yourself yeah. and your family for some reason. I want to punish everybody. <laughs> Plus, I know, but I think that's the most creative. If we have no deal, uh, a no deal will be probably the quickest way back into the European Union. Oh, do you think there's a way back in once we go? If we do no deal, definitely. Okay, interesting. Because it would just, uh, it would take one generation and the next generation say, what the hell? Can we go, can we join the European Union, please? That'll be it. It, 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 uh, Having a fudge where we kind of don't feel the pressure and the annoyance and all that, it won't work. Whereas if we are every day, we're stepping on razor blades, the next generation will just say, what the hell is wrong with that generation? Do they really smoke in pubs? It's only 20 years until all the baby boomers are dead. Exactly. And enough of them are probably... Oh, oh dear. Mm-hmm. Something just broke on my screen. Oh, no. Jeremy Hardy, vegetarian comedian and Radio 4 panel star, dies age 57. Goodness me. So he's gone now. What did he die from? He's a bit young. Cancer. Oh, my goodness. Ve- vegetable cancer. I noticed this is going to sound horrible now, but I noticed that he hasn't been on the news quiz this season and it's been, I've actually listened for the first time in many years because he hasn't been on it. Oh, excellent. That's well, probably why, because he was dying. Oops. Yes. There you go. Brilliant. Okay, well, that's some good news at least. It's not. Do you know what? When I was a teenager. Yes. And thus um, uh, an idealistic lefty. Yes. I thought he was great, and I really enjoyed his no, radio so did I, yes. I, I liked him as well, so I realised he was nonsense. But no, oh, yes. I mean, I don't have any particular animosity. I mean, he was a highly, highly naive, relatively stupid person. And uh, uh, the only sad thing is, you know, he had a certain, certain faux-naive presence, which was quite comforting. He did. He was it seemed like a nice chap. And he also, I mean, he wasn't particularly good on the old Jews issue, was he? Oh, no, he didn't like those, but that's Did fine. you see the letter about the Eurovision Song Contest? Obviously, I didn't, John. 50 celebrities signed a letter mm-hmm. demanding that the BBC put pressure on... Why the BBC? Why didn't they just go straight to the, um, the old Eurovision people? Yeah. Um, demand the that it be moved out of Israel because of human rights concerns. EBU. <clears throat> they they didn't mind when it was going to be in Turkey though. I know. Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you know where the Eurovision Song Contest was in two thousand and eleven? No, Azerbaijan. There are no concerns about Azerbaijan. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't write a letter in two thousand and eleven about ah, the human rights the... concerns. The hum- they only on. just noticed about human rights when it popped into Israel for some mysterious reason. John, but you must remember that Azerbaijan doesn't um, suffer from toxic Judaism. It doesn't, does it? Yeah. So, fair enough. I mean, there we go. Azerbaijan. Wonderful. I can't remember that one. Was it good? Uh, I remember that it was comedic because everyone said, how is Azerbaijan going to put this on? It cost hundreds of millions. And then in the end, UK and France paid and it was really spectacular. And everyone was like, oh, (laughs) it was fine. (laughs) Brilliant. There we go. Someone pointed out, because I I tweeted about how, about, you know, I said there's subtle anti-Semitism and there's balls out anti-Semitism. And that's when you're pretending that you've suddenly discovered human rights issues because something's in Israel. Yes. Um, And there aren't any human rights issues anywhere else in the world. That's right. I mean, as you say, Turkey, Serbia, Azerbaijan, all in the last 10 years. Russia. Didn't have anything to say about that, but Israel, you know. Russia. Um, Russia's fine. Um, hasn't been to Russia in 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 the last ten years. But I thought it was going to be in, going it to was Russia. in the Ukraine. The Ukraine, which as much as Russia may want to change, is stop, Russia. John. 
You've just said something very offensive. I said you, the. I'm sorry to. I'm sorry to the country of the. I accidentally <laughs> said Ukraine at the end. Yeah, good. It's better. The 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 are increasingly annoyed by that. <laughs> they are, aren't they? Yeah. They is the name of their people. The people from the are called they. Good. They've all got that on their Twitter Twitter profile. <laughs> Careful now. <laughs> You're, you're treading in dangerous territory, John. <laughs> you know what the Twitter people have said, that you are a Nazi. I am a Nazi, You need to be exterminated, sure. uh, so be careful, all right? You Nazi. That's right. One thing we haven't done in a little while, and I was meaning to ask you about this, I think it's been nearly half a year now, um, John's television series update. Oh, what really? You, what are you watching these days? Well, I'd like to recommend a programme called I'm Sorry... Really? I probably recommended it last year. No, it sounds bad. What is it? It's tremendous. It's by a comedian called Andrea... Oh, I want to get her name right. Dworkin. Uh, I want to say Ledson, but that's probably not right. (laughs) I'm... Talk about toxic femininity, Lipsom. (laughs) Andrea Savage. That's her name. Savage. That's racist. Um, And she is a comedian, and it's... Imagine Curb Your Enthusiasm... Where things go well. That sounds interesting. I quite like the sound of that. Exactly. That's how I'd sell it. So it's about it's her and her husband and their six year old daughter, um, and it's gen- and it's she's a com- comedy writer in the show as well. And it's mostly the sh- it's the funniest thing on TV. I laugh out loud at that program. Oh dear! Just from start to finish, and not, I don't do that with most things. That's but, oh, oh my goodness! It's and it's just so. It's they are they look like they're having such a nice time. The they they genuinely having fun making the show and it's it's lovely and it's rude but it's not gross so they had a they have jokes about uh rude things mm-hmm. um but they don't do it in a really it's not crass okay which makes That's it a, a lot more fun um, well if you do and, want something that is rude and crass and gross and wonderful it's the cartoon Big Mouth. I was just about to say Big Mouth. That's incredible coincidence. Well done. I agree. It it is very good. I stumbled upon it and everybody I recommended watch it has enjoyed it. And Mm -hmm. it's done very, very well, actually. Um, It's Nick Kroll and John Mulaney are the two lead characters. Uh, And what's particularly good about it is, again, the way that they... It's about kids going through puberty and adolescence and, and the kind of the confused grossness of the whole thing yes. and it and it and it's unflinchingly honest about it in a way that few of few such programs can be and it's, it is a, it's a remarkably honest it's the most honest portrayal of puberty i've ever seen and it contains giant cartoon monsters it does who are the hormone the yes. the manifestations of the hormones that are plaguing them it's very well done for both the boys and the girls actually it's uh, can i tell you can i tell you a secret yeah I, I fancy the female hormone monster. Well, I think you're meant to, dear. She's great. She's voiced by Maya Rudolph and, and is absolutely spectacular. Who plays the judge in... in... Good Place. Good Place. It's and, of course, good. was SNL alumni. I don't know anything about that. Um, yeah, Nick Kroll plays so many characters in that programme. <laughs> it's crazy. What did Nick Kroll do before this? He is He's a sketch and character comic. <laughs> he did a fantastic series on Comedy Central called The Nick Kroll Show. Um... The gym teacher in Big Mouth is yeah. very similar to a character from The Kroll Show. Oh, excellent. So, um, I would, yeah. so so if you had to choose between the two, which would you choose to recommend? If, 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 if our <gasps> listener only had one series that they could watch. Oh, they're so different. That's really hard. I would say Big Mouth because actually I think it's, especially if, 
if you're possibly going to be having children coming up to that age, it's probably actually going yeah. to be quite useful to remind yourself about what they're about well, to Well, here's the thing. I, and you're, obviously, you're recommending the one that you've seen. I'm in a slightly more difficult position because the focus of I'm Sorry is about having a kid who's just in, just in, in preschool school age and, and, the stu- and the, you know, having the bits and pieces like they... There was an episode, this new series, where they all, they go to a kid's party and they're all given the party favour at the end of the party is a goldfish. Oh, God. And, every, and they're re- all the parents are really angry about this. And then every kid's goldfish dies that weekend and every family has to end up confronting death with their six, five, six-year-olds that weekend. Oh, brilliant. It's called I'm Sorry, is it? I'm Sorry, yes. And we, and it's it's uncannily, you know, it's like that, that narcissism of being uncannily similar to our own experiences with Toby and stuff. It's lovely. As, uh, have you ever noticed... Yeah, but without without being, it's not like that though. It's, it's garlic really bread. Stress. It's just very natural. So it's not garlic bread, and it's got blowjob jokes as well. Okay, fair so enough. you know it's, it's to be contrast. fair. So does Big Mouth. So does Big. Oh my goodness, Big and Big Mouth is on Netflix, so it can it, it can swear as freely as it wishes, and um, it's actually based on you know Nick Kroll and co-wrote it with a friend of his who is and uh, John Mulaney's character is based on his friend and they, it was their experience. Yeah. Of the one kid. I, I love, I can't remember his name, Andrew, isn't it? Andrew. Yes. I love how Andrew's portrayed in the way that you want, you immediately want to love both Nick and Andrew because they're mm. the stars and they're both really nice kids. Except Andrew isn't a nice kid in the same way that I wasn't a nice kid when I was 14. Yeah, yeah. He has, and it's that, the way, the way it so honestly depicts everything you kept privately in your head when you were 14. Yes. Is, is really, really impressive. And they've got female writers on the show, which is really crucial for the for portraying both sides. And, oh, yes. And I, and I do like the way that they, um, they, they, they do have, and they both seem very authentic. They haven't tried to get, it's not men trying to guess what it must have been like for the girls too. It's women yeah. writing the girls' experiences, writing about their experiences. And also they're not, they're, and also they're not sugarcoating it either. Or no. also, you know, doing, doing, defending. they say, no, we, we're just as wretched. And I, that's, I prefer that because they, you know, you can yeah. see, and what, and, and going back to what we were talking about earlier, you can see where both the tropes of toxic masculinity and femininity come out i'm being very inclusive in saying we're all rubbish john you see that's my that's my only point it's, i'm not i'm not saying not all men i'm saying all men and all women and, and all, women, all trans yeah, people right. and everybody that's, that's toxic my point. humanity toxic humanity works better but without humanity's toxicity there wouldn't be humanity so let's all give ourselves a big hug and a blowjob and then shoot <laughs> ourselves all right i think i'm gonna cry I'd like to suck the world. You see, it could work. You just get yeah, it's, that, that it's Coca-Cola amazing. song and it will be healthier than drinking a Coke. Can I do the opposite of a mm. recommendation for a television programme? Mm. I recommend against watching mm-hmm. Marvel's Runaways. Well, obviously. What's it called? Marvel's. Marvel's <laughs> Runaways. Of course. Um, the theme tune is so bad. I, we have a little... We, Laura and I have watched this. There's, I think there's 26 episodes in existence. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have one to go. We we had two. We had two left the other night, and we watched one. And we couldn't even bring ourselves to sit through another episode because it's so awful. We've oh, made up our own little theme tune song to go with the because the music is so bad at the beginning, and I sing along. I go, Marvel's Runaways, <laughs> all the way through it, and that's our little uh, song. And it's then Laura good. tries to do it, and I call that cultural appropriation when she tries to sing my song. It is. She's hateful. Exactly. Can I, so uh, why is it bad? I it's, mean, we know why. Is it, is it because it takes itself too seriously, which is often a problem? Oh, my book goodness, it takes itself so seriously. It, the, I, conceit. It's based on a comic that I haven't read, but apparently it's quite good. Um, 
the conceit is that there's a bunch of teenagers who find out their parents are all evil villains Mm-hmm. And so, and they, and also discover that the, some of them have superpowers, and some of them have access to magic special items, and they try to stop their parents' evil, mm-hmm. which is okay for a, a nice idea. You know, mum and dad are monsters. Kind of notion is fun, um, except that I think I mean I exactly the same theory I had about the the other show that was as bad as this one, Under the Dome. Mm-hmm. Which is, my theory is, it's essentially a, a giant game of consequences. What happens is, the writer of each episode is only allowed to watch the previously on from the last episode, and then has to mm-hmm. guess what the story is based on that. Mm-hmm. Because nothing else explains the dramatic character changes. The way that pers- their personalities are entirely different episode by episode. Their motivations change. It's just atrocious television. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, it's it's absolutely appalling, and we can't stop watching it. For the same reason we watched every episode of Under the Dome. Under the Dome, I was about to say, yes, that reminds me of, of that. Um, I, I've started watching as... Ah! My phone I just started, it, sorry. It's very bad. Mm. I, that's, that is toxic. Literally. Yes. I started... Uh, toxic w- telephony. I, 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 on, on my tube journeys, I started watching uh, Suits. From series one, because I wanted to see okay. what it. I wanted to, to see, see Megan. Well, I wanted to see what she did before she was, came into this, and, and where. And somebody had watched it. I think Ray Ray and Anna had watched it, and they'd enjoyed it at the time. They said it's completely unrealistic, but you know, it's it's fun. And I started watching it, and it is. It's very slick and unrealistic, and has passed. But I, I, I remember I was thinking this is basically like a kind of modern update of L.A. Lords, except set in New York. It's not that different. And what I quite like is as soon as I was thinking that. Um, one of the characters mentioned uh, Jimmy Smith, and then the okay. other character said, "Are you making an LA Law reference here?" Oh, that's good. <laughs> so I enjoyed that. Yes, but otherwise, I mean, it's 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 a frippery. It's clearly um, very mains ma- mainstream uh, network fare. But uh, it's not. I believe it was on uh, USA. It wasn't a network show at all. I don't think. Isn't USA Network? It's cable. But there's no there's no significant swearing. Uh, no, USA is very... Ah! Everything's falling down in my room! I'm dying! Good. It was an avalanche. He, um, I just got hit by pumpkin seeds. Oh. He, he was... Uh, it was... Hang on. USA, I think so. Let's find out. I think it's still on, actually, I believe. Even, even though Her Majesty has been removed from it. Yes, it's on, it's on the USA network, which also which shows... Which is fine, because she was... Shows like... She was, the weakest, she was the weakest character, so it doesn't matter. Oh, Gus from Gus from off of, of of Psych is on Suits apparently now. He was um, the uh, Doodar in West Wing, the young oh. black kid on West Wing. That's so racist. That's the first thing you thought of. Yes. Wow. On the whitest are... cast on television. Yes. You are so so racist. You're awful. I need you need to be re-educated not to see colour, John. He was the one black person that Aaron Sorkin allowed on the show. Did you enjoy the West Wing in retrospect, or has it soured in a... I never watched it at the time. I've only ever watched it in retrospect, and it still it still seems pretty good. But yes, the writing is the, good. But the it's... Aaron Sorkin uh, sugar light has has, has dimmed. Mm. He is a he is a total wretch now. Pity. Never mind. Yeah. All our best um, artists are wretches. This is true. Christopher Morris is turning sixty. I know he's going to be 60 this or next year. 
and he's making a new movie, which I probably won't bother seeing. It's so weird. Let's not think about it. Let's look at the snow again. Oh, look at the pretty snow. Which, like our lives, will melt into nothing very soon. I just <laughs> I just noticed a mum and a couple of kids walk past and see my um, see my snowman monstrosity and stop and laugh at it. So that was good. They did laugh at it and they didn't report they did, you yes. to social services. That's did, great. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Any any other programmes or is that it for all the programmes? Let me have a... I'll tell you what. I'll have a little look at my Plex. What's your Plex? What's a Plex? Plex is the uh, programme what I use to filter all the television programme that I buy from the television shop. Okay. So I can watch it on my TV downstairs. Okay. I see. Um, well, obviously, everyone should be watching Top Chef. That's great. Still, I don't watch that. That's odd. Strange. Silly. Uh, you watch. It sounds like you're watching The Good Place, so we don't need to worry about you there. Yeah, it dipped, but it, it got it okay. It didn't again. dip. It did dip. It did dip. When did it dip? Um, I think during the Visiting Earth stuff. It was just, okay, fine. Yeah, they were, okay, I think, yes. There maybe were a couple of episodes that got a bit repetitive in Australia. Yeah, yeah. But it's back on top form now. Did you see last week's episode? Yes. Heartbreaking. How could they? I'm glad they did, though. I just, I'm, I'm not over it yet. Oh, dear. That's too much. I assume, therefore, if you're watching that, you've also got the sense to be watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. No. Oh, Brooklyn. Nicholas. What's that? What's that? What's it's that? It's the Andy Samberg police comedy with Andre Brow, the greatest actor in human history. Um, why is it Why is it good, John? It's good because it's written by very funny people and it's a cast having a lot of silly fun. It's marvellous. It's on season six now. It got cancelled by Fox because they're so useless. But NBC picked it up. Hooray! I do like Police Squad, so maybe I will watch it. You should definitely watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's splendid. Watch it from the beginning. Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Is it good tube commuting fare? Oh, perfect, yes. Okay, you heard it here first. A programme that nobody in the world's heard of except John. <laughs> That's right. It's so unknown, Bro- Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I presume Nurse Jackie's finished. <laughs> About a decade ago, yes. Good, yeah. What was yeah. the name of the actress? Lady with short hair. Yes. That was her name. Not to be confused with Lady with short hair who plays the lesbians on Christopher Guest's uh, pseudo-documentary. She is a bit Jane Lynchy, isn't she, the lady off of Nurse Jackie? Yes. Yeah. Jane Lynchy, is that her name? Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch. I always like it. When I see Jane Lynch in a film, I always think, oh, good. Yes, she's, me too. She's, she's just, She's just good. She's tremendous. There yeah. was a programme that almost nobody watched that she was in. Called? Um, and I'm blanking on the name of it because I'm so good at radio. Uh-huh. Um, but let's Just find out. Describe it, the programme while you're... It was... The programme was about a cut party... It was called Party Heart... Party Down. That was it. Because it was about a p- p- party catering company. Never heard of it. No one has. No one has uh. ever heard of it. And it right. was... Um, it starred... Ke- uh, um, I want to say Ken Levino. Is that his name? One of the old state guys. Let's get the full cast, because it's a really good cast. Ken Marino as the main guy. Had Adam Scott, who was brilliant in uh, Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also... Adam Scott is the new baddie in Good Place. He turned up as the as a baddie a couple of episodes ago in The Good Place. Yeah. Um, it had uh, Lizzie Kaplan, who is fabulous. And Jane Lynch was in season one. She was replaced in season two. Oh, dear. Kristen was Bell that... was in a couple of episodes. That's was it any good? Yes, it was very good. It was extremely awkward comedy. Good. Um, but yes, 
Ken Levino is brilliant at playing. Um, Ken Marino even is brilliant at playing incredibly unlikable characters. What was the? Um, well, actually, uh, it, it's interesting. Who plays Lewis? Uh, Lewis Lit in um, Suits. Can you find it? Because he plays a wonderful kind of baddie. Uh, uh, the only one who's allowed to be a, a, at all disfigured or, or um, unattractive in Suits, of course, plays the baddie because that's how it works. Um, right. Uh, uh, His name is, is Rick he... Hoffman. Oh, I recognise him. Is he an actor that's been in other things? Because he, he plays it very well. He, he's, he's a wonderful character actor. I'm trying to see what I know him from. I'm looking through his car his previous shows he's been in good things like better off ted and the mentalist okay. <laughs> he was in the night rider remake <laughs> oh yeah we we've all seen that haven't we john <laughs> i watched the first episode of the night rider remake it wasn't very good did it at least have the decency to have the theme tune i can't remember i don't don't remember he was in jake in progress uh which i've never seen but apparently it was really good hmm okay um, he's been going for a long time. Oh, listen to this. Yeah? Linda Smith died of cancer. Yes. And his f- and her friend, Jeremy Hardy, who did the kind of encomium, he's now died of cancer too. Like both too young. Later. But both too young. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Do you think being a s- super lefty makes you die of cancer? Super lefty vegetarian. Linda Smith Uh-oh. wasn't a vegetarian. Of course she was. They all are. I refuse know. to believe it. Linda Smith is responsible for one of my favourite jokes ever. Yeah, the, the tea. Not that. Oh, you see, now you're going for the, the, the weak tea joke, but that wasn't what I was going for. What were you going for? It was the other one. I've probably said it before, but it was an oh. episode. It was from the same programme, A Brief History of Time Wasting, which is a uh-huh. wonderful radio programme that everyone should listen to. Never, ever see it repeated on Radio 4 Extra. No. Um... She died at 48. That's just not okay. No. Anyway, she, uh, it was a joke where this elderly Welsh lady who was her neighbour, they were on their way um, to a, funer- uh, a funeral mm-hmm. um, and they needed to get some flowers. So they stopped off at a service station and Betty came back into the car with a horrible raggedy bunch of flowers. And then said, you can't take those. They're horrible. And she goes, oh, don't worry, dear. I'll tie them to a lamppost. Come back in a couple of hours. There'll be plenty of flowers. <laughs> That's a great joke. Okay, fair enough. Go. Yeah. I'll allow it. Thanks. I'm okay. trying to find out if she was a, a vegetarian. Oh, they must be by law. <laughs> you probably won't be able to. Wikipedia doesn't know. No. It doesn't no. say she liked to gouge down on a giant steak. No. Oh, no, be. she was working on series three of Brief History of Time Wasting when she became ill. That's oh, so... no. That's so clumsy of her. Ugh. Why didn't she just get it done? I do feel annoyed by people who die too early of cancer. <laughs> do, you, do you have a I, word? I, with I know them? it's irrational. I do, I've said this before. I kind of feel, oh, for goodness sake. It's like <laughs> somebody who does, a, who does a pratfall. You say, oh, just watch where you're going, for God's sake. It is my inherent reaction. I know it's ridiculous, but if I'm being honest, that's my inherent emotional reaction. It's like, how could you be so clumsy to lose something so important? Stop it. That's, that is a fair response. The lady yeah. who played Betty, she's dead too, but she was 84. Betty. Betty from off of A Brief History of Time Wasting. Oh, well, that's fair enough. Yeah. Hudson Chris... and Pepperdine, doing fine. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's horrible. Hmm. Supporting roles were played by Jeremy Hardy and Martin Hyder. 
Exactly. And, and Martin Hyder also. Martin played. Hyder, he should go for a checkup. He played in Hudson and Pepperdine as well. So Did he really? Con- it's all connecting. He was in the yes. Hudson and Pepperdine show. He was the announcer. Mm. <laughs> it's all. It's almost like a very small group of uh, Oxbridge graduates all make, make all of the comedy in Britain. It's almost yes. a little bit like that, isn't it? It, 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 it's weirdly similar to that, if that were true. <laughs> yeah. As it has been ever thus. And, and always should be. Maybe Brexit will change that. Maybe all comedy will suddenly have to come from Birmingham. Tell you what, who's not an, o- an Oxbridge graduate? Who? Everyone who isn't funny. Michael McIntyre. <sighs> yes. It shows oh. you. Or, any, or anybody called Lee. I wonder if a Lee has ever gone to Oxbridge. Probably not. I don't think they'd. I think you would just automatically be put in the no pile, wouldn't you? <laughs> yes. You'd have to disguise your name somehow. Yes. I'm just going to find out where Michael McIntyre went to university. Yes. <laughs> McIntyre resides in Hampstead, London, with his aromatherapist wife. <laughs> Are you dead? Nick, come back. I'm not dead. I'm just thinking about aromatherapist. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Well, Hamlet doesn't even say that he went to... He can't... Surely he has to go to university to be allowed on the telly. Yeah. uh, uh, Unless he actually were working class and they could pat him on the head like a little pet. But he's not, is he? He's super posh. Yeah. I don't know. But he didn't go to Oxbridge. You didn't go to Oxbridge. Shall we say goodbye to everybody then? Is it that time already? It is. Let's I'm quite enjoying this aimless chat we're having. I think it must be excruciating to listen to, but I'm, that, this is that, more like the chats we have when we stop recording. Yeah. Let's say goodbye to everybody. Sorry about this, people. No, it's great. They love it. Oh, Johnny, what? It's probably quite nice if you're if you're just having a trudge on your own in the snow or driving the car. Exactly. And you, you don't have, have to worry. Lovely Ooh, chatting away in your ear. Exactly. You don't have to worry. Oh, I missed that bit. No, you don't have to care about that. It doesn't yes. matter if you missed it. It's irrelevant. It, exactly. it won't matter. If you, fell asleep, if you fell asleep five minutes ago, don't bother listening back tomorrow. It's fine. And don't don't press the, frantically press the, the rewind button until you get to the bit that you think you thought. Just, just, it doesn't matter. Do you think there's anyone, if anyone falls asleep listening to this, they've still got their earbud in. Mm-hmm. They're asleep, but we can talk straight to their subconscious. We can. Go on, then. Send all your money to rum doings. How are they going to do that? Um, just, uh, well, uh, PayPal it to us. I'll set up a PayPal account for rum doings. Set up a PayPal account, and then when you're asleep, make sure that you send it to the rum doings PayPal account. Make just... sure you get your login right, otherwise you'll be locked out after three sleepy attempts. <laughs> Just just DM me and I'll send you my account number and sort code. Is that safe? That's fine. You can't do anything with an account number and sort code other than give someone more money. It's true. It's fine. It's true. Yeah, please. Ugh, the neighbour's children are having fun in the snow. I need to go put a stop to that, so we do need it, to end. Yeah. Is, is Neighbours still on? Yes. It's on, okay. on your channel five, dear. Right. And Scarlett and Susan are back together. Hooray. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>